Y'all ready for a little podcast? Let's do up there 35, baby. I'm in a strange place. I feel like Mace when he gave up the game for his faith. I feel like I'm caged and he's changing his strengths. I promise you tonight's show will be more exciting than the Super Bowl that you just watched on Sunday. Although that's a dubious claim. I don't know if I could compete with such contention. It's, um... It was a boring Super Bowl, but it was exciting because I just couldn't believe that Peyton Manning was winning the whole game. I know. And I expected the Panthers to just smash them, but... I kept saying, ah, defense always wins championships. It always, always, always wins. And Denver's defense made Tom Brady look foolish, and they did it to Cam Newton. They did. They're the best uh, defense in the league, and I think we all kind of thought Newton would be, you know, given a whooping out there. And uh, I was yeah, really happy, man. And dabbing. Dabbing. Just a little dabble, do you? I enjoyed it thoroughly. You cut out. I didn't hear you for like five seconds. No. But yeah, it was exciting. I was speaking in Chinese, but <laughs> it was uh, that was exciting. It was a really exciting game. I'm glad that uh, he won, man. I mean, I think he should retire at this point. He's got like 200 wins, some great numbers, like 300 yes. mil. But let me ask you this. Would you retire in that situation? I wouldn't. My thoughts are... You can only play this game for so long. I would suck every year out there until they told me not to anymore. Even if I was like third string on a, you know, the worst team, I would I would just do it. I'd be like, you know, what? You I love this share. game. Yeah, because like think about it. Jordan kind of did the same thing. You know, played way past his prime on the Wizards. He, but like it does it didn't matter. He was still awesome. He was still Jordan. He was still Jordan, and, and it didn't and it hurt didn't his... tarnish his legacy at all. Right. It didn't hurt his. Uh... I think that I think sports has more of a pass with that than shows. If you're a show that's on too long, Ooh, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you're like, oh, they should have canceled this. It sucks now. Like Seinfeld quit ahead. But with sports, I feel like there's not a lot of athletes that were once super great, but they're like, man, they really suck now. Or or yeah. after they retired, you're like, oh, you remember for how good they were. I remember my favorite player of all time was Jerry Rice, and yes. he he left the 49ers and went to the Raiders and. They were the number one offense and went to the Super Bowl that year, even though he was like their number two receiver. Then he went to Seattle and was a number three receiver, but was still good, like still had eight touchdowns. Dreams come it's, true. It's like Ric Flair, you know, he's 70, but he's still great in the ring. Still tears it up. Still tears it up. So uh, you race home and um, Biscardi doesn't have DVR. Right. Or he doesn't know. I literally, I literally raced home on foot. I'm in the hospital right now. I had a heart attack. So <laughs> you were doing the show live from Tarzana Medical Banks. Center, Providence Medical. And I mean, I can't, I wish Biscardi was on right now because I want to know how. You know, he's into the media and television and film. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a DVR. How is that possible? Is it he doesn't know how to use it or he doesn't have it? Because I thought DVRs were like standard in today's modern <laughs> age. I was thinking about that driving home. I thought, I think like DVR is not like an option anymore. It's not like TiVo in 2000 where you're like, I can do things. It's kind of like standard now. You kind of don't want it now because you're just recording too much shit that you never watch. Like I have like 18 hours of backlog traffic. 
You know, I feel like an air traffic controller for idiots. I'm like, oh, we got Knott's Landing coming on tonight. Reruns. Let's fire. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're recording Bill Maher. Okay, we got one slot open, and that just got sold to Walking Dead Marathon. We need to make a decision. (laughs) Even though the marathon will be on in another week. The worst is when, when Heather will ask me, she'll say, Oh, can you record Ellen? Um, Adele's on Ellen. Can you record it? Right. In the middle of like the Super Bowl. I record record it, but I know she never watches it and it just sits there in the DVR. And I'm like, I got to delete this. I have shows that need space like The Flash. That's what Jen does. Yeah, I'll go through the DVR list and I see like. Oh, Super Super Soul Sunday, Oprah. We have, oh, 196 episodes. None are watched. But I will go in and delete one once in a while. And as soon as I delete it, it's like, what happened to that episode? I'm like, of course you picked it today. Right. right. I'm going to binge that soul, Super Soul. Oh, no. You know what today is? Tuesday? Nope. It's Super Soul Tuesday, watching every episode. I have money on this. You're going to lose your life. Why do these scenarios exist? Super Bowl Sunday. Um, yes. I said I said this a bunch of times to my, my future brother-in-law, uh, Michael, who I hung out with beforehand. He was making fajitas in the crock pot. I was making Ooh. buffalo chicken. Oh, I saw the picture. Yeah, man. We uh, we were cool men who showed up to a Super Bowl party with cooked cooked food. You know, that's a that's a man move right there. It's a gesture of kindness right there. And beforehand, I kept saying to him, you know what? Every Sunday during the football season, I schedule, I plan, I group text multiple different groups of friends to figure out where and who I want to watch the games with. You know, it's just so fun. It's just it's coordination. so awesome. And I don't go to the same place every weekend. I have like a few regular places. And sometimes I just stay at home and watch them by myself on the couch and just watch them like a movie almost. You know, no interruption. Right. Just zone in. Yeah. Um, Get yourself in the comfort zone of your own home. Then Sexually. I find myself on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Watch, watching it, watching the Super Bowl. With my future mother-in-law. How does that make sense? <laughs> it's very admirable of you. How, how do I get from doing it with the whole build-up, the whole, you know, 18 right. weeks, it's a short season, every game counts, one game a week. Ah, it's close. Here's, here's the big payoff. Mother-in-law. <laughs> does she understand the game or is it one of those like, what's a first down? And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a figure of speech. Well, we're missing. We just missed it. We just missed the... Oh, okay. Can I rewind she, it? No. She understands. Yeah, we just missed the penalty. I couldn't hear the ref. The she understands the game. Okay. But she she doesn't like Tom Brady because of characteristics of him that she does not know. He's conceited. I don't <laughs> like him. He's <laughs> He's racist. I don't think Tom Brady's like I don't think you know him. I don't know if you know him. She knows him personally, actually. You see Brady come in. He's a bad man. I like that. But I know people like that, too. Dude, almost every one of my friends that I usually would watch with were all at like a family member's house. It's so weird. It becomes like a holiday. Yes. Where you're like obligated to be with family. Right. What do you do? Like my mom will be like, happy Super Bowl. Are you making chili? (laughs) Like, yeah. 
I found I, myself yesterday when I would see people for the first time and say, Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Right, like, yeah, it's like Merry Christmas. I had like a text going on with my sister, and my mother, and like, what, you know, Gia's eating chili. John just, you know, got a case of beer. And I'm like, you know, yeah. it's like Christmas. What do you do? Don't it's forget to call grandma and wish her a happy yeah. halftime. <laughs> you know, this is the first Super Bowl, I think, my entire life that I've, I didn't watch the halftime show. I did dishes during it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get shit done. ADD was like full. Adderall was still like full swing. And I was like, um, I, I can't commit to Coldplay and Beyonce. Like, I just can't do it. So I was like, I'm just going to. And I'm glad I did it. I read some of the reviews. It was like a Black Panther party. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I cleaned, you know, 37 cups that have been there since Thursday. It was weird. Was it um, it, you should watch it because there's parts of it that look pre-recorded huh. the way that the camera is shot they're, they're doing something weird with the camera there's some weird special effect going on really? with bruno mars and beyonce and they're kind of doing the grease thing where they're 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 doing back and forth and it's in their face then it's in their face and oh. but cold play like you too junior i just kind of like made fun of it the whole time <laughs> Were they good? Except I mean, they're talented. Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars was awesome. Yeah. Um, this this guy that I've known forever, Matt Riley, you may know him. I think he like went to Jude or, you know, he played all in all the Lenape Valley leagues. Good guy. He's a teacher, and he posted, you know, um, topic for my students. What part of Beyonce's performance would some people find offensive? And I commented. <laughs> The singing part. <laughs> Classic passenger line right there. Actually, I said... Was it, was it uh, all pre-recorded? Because any any segment of anything can offend everyone. Right. Um, it, it, it was weird. Was it, it was a not, bizarre? Not, yes. It, was it seems weird. Parent. Like Coldplay and Beyonce is a, is a weird combo. There, there was a part where Bruno Mars and Beyonce are kind of getting down, you know, singing shoulder to shoulder. And then the stiff from Coldplay comes in the middle of them. Like oh, the Chris Martin. Guy, like, ah, oh, Oreo. Oh, uh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> <Oreo>. <laughs> Bruno Mars is great, man. He, that guy's like. Love him. He's like the closest thing to Michael Jackson we have. I mean, he's right. he's right. on top of his game. He was cool. It should have just been him. I think next year they're just going to do him because they've tried him. He was fine with the Chili Peppers, but he was way better yeah. than Chili Peppers. So yeah, he should just just be him. himself. They should get Eminem to do it. You know, that's oh, wow. a show that like they could do. Wow. Could uh, he do that? I mean, he probably would. He doesn't need to. Or, but is he still? He's out of the whole like he's too controversial. I mean, he could probably do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, he's producing the score for a – he's producing the music for a television show on Fox. Yeah. Like Eminem is not dumb now. He's not like too no. big for the industry. No, he doesn't right. care about keeping his street cred. He's anymore. got it, man. He's got that intact. Mm-hmm. So the Super Bowl was a, was a lot of fun. The halftime show was a little, little peculiar but entertaining. It was, um, no. Uh, yeah, it was entertaining because it was so weird. Yeah. It was just bizarre. I remember watching um, the, uh, go ahead. You did the dishes? I did the dishes. I had my, I was singing though, so it was like a, it was like I was having a Super Bowl halftime. Who are you, who are you watching the Super Bowl with? I watched it alone. Solo? Solo. No Jen? We had a, 
Jen was around. Jen, Jen had some stuff to do. She's starting a new job this week, so she was like working. She doesn't really care about the Super Bowl, but right. um, we had plans to go to a a party for a, some of her friends were having one, and she had all the stuff to do. She's like, I, you know, I'm not gonna be able to go, and I was yeah. like, okay. And I was thinking about having some friends over, but I did. I worked all day Saturday. Um, not not at my job or anything, but I had like all these side projects for the mouse for the mouse. And uh, I edited all these things, and Sunday I was so burnt out because we filmed last weekend and the week before, and it was like the first day I had off, just completely off. So I was like, you know what? I really wanted to have some people. Oh, and Klaus came over Saturday night, so it was kind of a late night. So I just watched it solo. Second time in my life I did that. I um, would like love that. I've never done that, watched the Super Bowl by myself. And to me, it's Weird. absolute glory because – you can talk to people on multiple forms of media and yes. share your thoughts, but you can sit there in your underwear if you please. You could sit there in the bare essentials of nudity if you prefer to go such a route on an elementary day of sports. But yeah, I decided uh, to do it. I only did that twice. The second time was when the Colts played the uh, Saints b- because I like flew back that day uh, and it was from the airport and I was like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Uh, like, you know how you, when you go on a long, like, six-hour flight, you're like, I just want to, you know, you don't want to go out as soon as you get You home. need to decompress. You need to get back down to zero. You need to be alone. You can't talk to anyone. That was funny because I, I lived in a house with, like, three other dudes at the time. And I thought, oh, when I get back, everyone's going to be, like, partying. And nobody was home. And I was texting my friend Bryce. I said, yeah, I'm just watching the game alone. He's like, well... I'm at work, but I can send my girlfriend over if you want. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing this. Yeah, I, I was, was like, like, I don't need that to happen. Send my girlfriend. Right. She's, a, she's a slave. She'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah you boring Super Bowl. She'll take care of yeah, you. Actually, that was you. great. She'll do your lawn. I don't have a lawn. She'll do it. <laughs> she'll she, save you. She's just cutting up a lawnmower on the concrete. <laughs> she's not smart. Smarts. Dude, I love the idea that the Super Bowl is a holiday. Like, call your grandma. <laughs> yeah, call grandma. Wish her a happy halftime. Oh, the pregame show. Better call Aunt Pat. And then another strange thing at the end where it just unbelievably, unbelievable. Peyton Manning wins. Eli staring from the Super Box could not be more pissed off because now no one can argue that he's better than Peyton. Right. <laughs> Just because he had more Super Bowl rings. The, the the Wibbly rivalry continues. He can't do anything. Right. That was a great meme, too, by the way, that we posted on the podcast page that got... Yeah. I made that. Yo, every meme that I Did post... Did you make I that? Ma- I, make, I make them all. Did every you make that, that one? Post, I need to let our listeners know. Every meme you see, I make. It's not... I don't rip that off the internet. John, I think I, that one went viral. I saw people share that that weren't, like, part of the page. Yeah, it was a good one. I, I made it like I took the picture during like when they showed him. Yeah. I was like, he's so weird. Wow. I was I was I was a little tuned up. Heather's good Heather's, the, Heather's stepdad had a a keg of land shark and it was like the oh, best beer I've had. So good. Glass. They were going down way too fast. Flowing like water. So, so I was wheeling and dealing, you know, like I was without a doubt the most knowledgeable football fan there. So I was answering questions. I was giving insight. I was talking over the announcer. At one point, they put the microphone and you're like, John, what do you think about the game? And you would give the generic answer. You're like, well, we're going to do a lot of uh, things that we've practiced all year and just try to get them to move the ball with a great group of guys and uh, do that. Run going and we can get the pass going and then we'll score some points. Did you, did you yeah. see uh, 
was a Kubiak's interview before the game? No. Kubi. Who's who's the uh, Kubiak? Who's the backup QB in Tecmo? So I love that they mentioned his name. But like Gary Kubiak, Kubiak was talking. I'm like, ha, huh, we're still referencing this game like 20 years later. It's great. Yeah. But who's the coach of uh, Carolina? Gentleman's name. Oh, um, he's he's a good guy. I like him, but I can't remember his name right now. It's like something short. Right. Maybe like Rex. Or no, Mark. More, I don't know. Well, we'll look it up. But I'll find uh, out. I'll ask Google. I'll ask Google. Well, they interviewed him, and he gave the typical generic, you know, coach's answer. Well, we're gonna do, you know, something before the uh, before we try to move the ball down, grab the guys, and you know, and the guy, I forget the guy's name that was uh, interviewing before the game. He asked kind of like an off the beaten path question, and he said uh, something like, you know, you were a Super Bowl winner. How does that experience? translate to your players which is kind of like an interesting question and he didn't have like a generic answer but he still tried to make it generic and yeah. i hope i'm giving it justice i'm just kind of rambling about it at this point but his answer was something along the lines of uh well um you know uh, i don't want them to get too over you know uh uh you know outside of their uh, comfort zone with um you know that experience just needs but it didn't make any sense like he yes. dodged the question with a generic answer it would be like me like asking a... you, John, what did you have for breakfast? And you'd forget, but you don't want to like – so you're like, well, yeah, you know, uh, that was a meal that was made at the, the, the beginning of the pan. day that people eat. Yeah, the pan was uh, warm and uh, the, the – you know, and, and uh, the forks and the plates. They were done. Toilet was Garbage disposal, dishwash. Born in a sports bar a long time ago, co-host of the John and Agnew Show. Went to my chagrin, I was dealt a blow, when I heard the voice of Kate Corrado. Katie, Kate Corrado, queen of domestic beer. She's very friendly when she wants to meet you, works at Giuseppe's Pizza, sorry Wawa. She won't eat ya, loves the Jersey Shore, throws up on the beach. Yeah, yeah Katie. Kate Corrado, queen of domestic beer Drinks lots of beer with a raspy voice No more cigarettes, but not by choice Microwaves pizza so the crust is always moist Excel at sports from using steroids Katie, Kate Corrado, queen of domestic beer Spent all her time at the shore like a sailor Got angry and Frank called a tailor Went to college so she's no failure Favorite food, the Burger King Whaler When did you become OCD? Tasmania OCD? Yeah You mean obsessive clock disorder? I'm always pulling Hell. down my pants and throwing one of them How would Doyle's town? I've always been OCD a little bit Really? Yeah it's Is good. it just... Cleaning things? Germs, right? Uh, cleaning things in organization. Like if it's a messy house. Like we yeah. cleaned the whole house this weekend. Yeah. So I'm like and is it, is floating it around like a princess. Like, But is it because, uh, you're probably like me, where your brain is such a cluttered mess yeah. <laughs> that cleaning gives you some sort of like organizational like stress relief 100 percent. that's it therapeutic like your brain yeah. is so cluttered and going at 100 miles per hour that if you can have control over something that's yes. organized that validates it 
Hey, you haven't paid your taxes and you're fucking up at work. That's okay. You could eat an egg off the bathroom floor and how clean it is. What's yeah. up? Is that it's how like, you are? Oh, of course, man. Yeah. That's why like, I that's why Heather and I we had the best agreement after like the shady fiasco and we had to figure out like a lot of money movements. Shady, shut up. Man, she's going crazy. Would you relax? Um she said, Look, I'm gonna handle all the money. And I was like, please, dear God. I was like, I will do the dishes. I will cook. I will take out the trash. I will keep this place clean. I will do the laundry as long as I don't have to read fine print or organize the finances. And she was like, done. So that is like our agreement now. And dude, that's the best agreement. It's working. To not have those damn numbers bouncing around in my head anymore. (laughs) Oh, I can't stand it. I'll just say, yo, uh, I need to get a haircut. So she'll just like transfer me money. It's so nice. Easy. I mean, that's a smart move, but she controls it all. Good. Ugh. You find out she's investing it. She yielded you like three billion, yeah. <laughs> like the true Jewish woman. Like I'm good with money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my grandma taught me to buy this and sell it two days later. We made six grand. Oh, oh thank you. Which, Don't you love unaccounted money too? Like I just did my tax return. Yes. You know, people people wait till like April for their taxes. I do it as soon as I get the W two because it's like day. it's money. It's money in your pocket. On New Year's Day, I email HR. I'm like, when do we get our returns? Yeah, They're like oh, the 18th. I was like, no, I want it now. Do you do your taxes yourself? Yeah. Yeah. TurboTax. Yeah, same here. TurboTax. This thing could be borderline yeah. brain damaged and get through TurboTax to get a nice return. I took that dude, and that was a our flight to Hawaii for our honeymoon. Oh, there you go. That's like the best. It's yeah. We just bought a trip, not to Hawaii, but we just used some tax money and took, took a trip to San Francisco no because way. it's money in the pocket. You're going to San Fran, San Francisco. And I'll tell you what I'm doing. This isn't like a, let's see this, this, and this. I, Everything on this trip is planned from the movie The Rock. We're staying at the Fairmont Hotel. That's what I was just singing. Yeah. Remember so, Sean Connery's in the you know, flowers in her hair, and he's getting the string to put up his sleeve to yeah. hang the guy over the balcony? Yes, hello, front. Do you do sweets, snacks? Yeah. yeah. Room 204. Yes. Are you the barber? No. Stylist. Barber. Stylist. I'm going to cut somebody, somebody's balls off with a pair of scissors. Yes, more pity. But yeah, so and then we're going to Alcatraz, and I'm going to actually film myself doing all the lines, from the classic lines from the movies at that spot. So, but it's going to be a montage of like 40 seconds. It's going to be like, yeah, you know, I like history too. Maybe if this is done. We can go see the souvenir shop right now. I just, I just want to find some rockets. You know, losers always complain about the past. Welcome oh, to the Rock. But I'm going to try to go to parts that are unincorporated that aren't part of the tours. Like, hey, that asshole's down in the boiler room. It's off limits. Yeah, Clark yeah. got arrested. Clark can have his face burned off. <laughs> Try to roll through that thing. You know, I've watched the movie a thousand times. I know the, the the rhythm. I know the pattern. That's Hollywood. It was filmed in a lot. Right. My face. My face. My face. <laughs> tweet um, us at the uh, tweet us at the podcastle at the podcastle, which is at the underscore podcastle. And uh, John, I wanted to ask you. You said uh, you saw a man of the clerical faith today. Yes. Well, can we pry into that, or is that a 
Is uh, that yeah. whittled away into an off-limits subjectory? No, no, not at all. Um, but I do want to say that line from Connery, your best. Losers always <laughs> whine about the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. I think that's one of the best lines ever. Like when someone goes, I'm doing my best here. I want to go, your best. Your best. Losers whine about the best. It's so true, though. Don't say you're doing your best. Yeah, that's one of those lines. Sorry. That's one of those lines that, for me, clicks when somebody says that. Yes. Like the other one is uh, whenever, you know, somebody sets you up for saying do it. Like, oh, I can't do it. I immediately pray for it. I go, do it, and let the English say you do it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? Or when someone says, I'll try. And I said, no. I'll try. No, or do not. There is no try. There's no try. It's true, though. It's true. You're, if you're trying, that means you're not doing. It's the Lord's English. Otherwise, the Lord's English. So, yeah, we met Robert, R- Rabbi Robert Silverman tonight. All right. And I would describe him as a less, you know, crazy Jewy guy, uh, Larry David. Okay, he's not, cool. He's not as, you know, what's the deal? You know, he's not that guy, but he's very That's similar. That's the nicest dog. And he's, he's just always like, every joke is almost like self-deprecating. You know, he's like, oh, my wife just throws me down in the basement. I'm, just, you know, I'm glad I'm out of the house. <laughs> You're glad a real bitch, you crackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it, he's so uh, he was so open minded. He was so cool because you know obviously not Jewish. And I saw on his on his form, you know our names and just like our address, and it it said Heather J, and then it said John N J. <laughs> I was like John, not John. John, not Jewish. Oh, okay. And he was like, you know, uh, it's a shame that there's people out there that can't uh, accept everyone's, you know, because marriage is a wonderful thing. And it's just a shame. And I'm, I'm amazed because this guy's got to be 70 plus. And for him to be so open minded, that's, awesome. uh, that's really interesting to me. That's always refreshing, you know? That almost shows me God does exist. Yo, how about that picture? Of, it was what was it again? It was Biscardi and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Klosinski, one-time Klaus. host of the podcast, so photoshopped a picture. We'll put this on the page of Biscardi uh, photoshopped with Hillary Clinton. So it's like Biscardi's like nose and eyes and, and, and chin, but like the rest is Hillary Clinton. But it looks it, better. You know, like, it's it's, like she's doable. Hair, <laughs> you know, hair. it's like so. We, it kind of looks like Nicolas Cage in, in Con Air. Right. Kind of like that character. I'm going to show you God does exist, Muhammad Bird. Put, put the bunny uh, back in the box. Yeah, put the bunny back in the box. Put the bunny. So anyway, uh, we meet him and, you know, he kind of just goes through the whole schedule, the whole pattern of uh, the ceremony. And then he's like, Heather gets to the part where it's like uh, wedding vows. And, he's, and she's like, well, we're not writing wedding vows. We're not doing it. Nice. We're just. And he's like, he's like, all right, well, you know what? On that, I am going to call you out. Why not? And I was like, let me tell you something, motherfucker. I've done four podcasts and two radio stations in the last 10 years. I don't take a open microphone lightly. 
I don't right. want to go there and not have the perfect thing to say to my wife. My well wife, said. Most wife. You know, I'll never be able to write the best thing. I'll yeah. never be able to write something that's good enough. So right. I know you can't understand that, Rabbi Silverman. <laughs> You'll be a real hack and speckle. I'm not putting myself through that too much I love. I don't need to come up with some poem. Well, I... I th- my opinion, maybe you agree with me, is that um, when you're with someone you love and you're you know trying to do the affection, I shy away and shun on like the cheesy like here's a flower with a poem. Like I'm gonna give you a bunch of little nice things that are okay that equal like a lifetime of being awesome. You know? Yes. Like oh, I, I wrote you so a song. True. You know? Like I actually play played this instrument for you and I'll probably never play this again but you can say Matt wrote a song and right. and that's and it was cool and like you know a memory as opposed to uh, you know words hear ye hear ye <laughs> roses are red violets are blue I'm a Gentile you're a Jew as we come in the baby carriage love will never separate this holy marriage something beautiful Jesus. exactly you know? I can't go up there and say your hair is like the sun shining on the ocean glistening in the morning under a willow tree <laughs> on the beach you know, with a like, bird and a painting in his mouth yeah it's just ever. there's nothing that could be I can't <laughs> write anything that's good enough and don't you feel like it's not only embarrassing for you to say that and for your bride to be but for people there, like you've been at weddings where they do that and you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Like I can't even watch this. It's like and a Hallmark commercial. And also it's so much pressure to put on Heather because she knows, you know, I'm a performer. You know, like I, 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 can, I can do that stuff. Yeah, I hate paint. it. But I can do it. And she would be terrified to have to follow me or go before me and then me come back and destroy her. Because I'm such a wordsmith. I'm such a, a fan of the spoken word. You're a curator <laughs> of the lingual arts. <laughs> so, we, uh, Heather's cousin, he's a, he's a guy, he got married uh, a year and a half ago, maybe two years. And the you know, the woman goes first and she says this just beautiful, just how much she loves him. I, I wasn't there. Heather told me the story, but he, she said it was just so beautiful. And then Robbie goes, um, Robbie's the cousin. Yeah. Um, Sam, I, I love you. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> yeah, right. And everybody was like, Sam, silent, like, Oh, Robbie. Yeah, I love some. Yeah, not good doing for that. him. Not doing that. Writing Rise Best Man speech was nine months of torture. I didn't have it finished until like the morning of, like completely tight. Yeah, what do you as say a, as a smug bug? What do you, what would you say to that? You want to say all these things, and you're right. trying to like impress so many angles. It almost has to be like political, like you're doing a campaign. You know, yeah. that's what you should do. Is just. Recycle campaign speeches that aren't applicable to the wedding. I believe in this country, and the people of Massachusetts have implored me to do the rule of God. Era, we, because uh, we chose to get married. America must go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. That's the best line I think any president has ever had. We're going to the moon 
because we choose to go to the moon. The moon. Like, right. We don't need a reason. We're going up there now. Some may also ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why does Rice play in Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the I think it would be great to see a best man speech where he does one of those speeches, but it's like, good evening, my fellow Americans. As promised, we have maintained the highest level of national security. The Russians have placed Cuban missiles, ballistic missiles, inside the island of Cuba. And you're like, whoa, whoa, he's quoting the Cuban missile crisis. But yeah. he just keeps going. Yeah, finishes it. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> In the, the beginning, God created man. Marriage. It's a beautiful thing, though. So you met the rabbi. You got a chance to rabbi. To, I'm, trying uh, to, I'm trying to recycle how he got to JFK. <laughs> ADD. So let me ask you: the <laughs> rabbi is it a uh, a um, by faith kind of what a ceremony where there's like a rabbi and a priest? Is it all? Interfaith. Do you do you wear the yarmulke? How does it work? Um, yeah, it'll be interfaith. It's an interfaith marriage, but it's just done by the rabbi because getting a priest to do that is like a needle in a haystack. And you, my friend, as well as me and the other 11 other groomsmen will all be donning the little caps. Oh, nice. Oh, I can't wait to tell my coworkers tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be the funniest picture. All like <sighs> all. What is it? 14, I guess. Uh, 13 of us. standing. Like, with our backs to the camera, all with yarmulke. <laughs> Wait, how does that work, though? I thought you actually had to be, like, Jewish to wear one. That, does it matter? It's if you're in a Jew, at a Jewish event or Jewish marriage, actually. Jewish wedding. Wow. Got, got to throw one on there. Oh, I can't wait, man. I'm going to be... Oh, I'm going to get... All my coworkers are Jewish, so, like, they, they, they're teaching oh, really? me, like, Hebrew things, like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like, I... I Whenever I like email with them, I do a uh, English to Hebrew translator and I paste that. So they're like, "Very good, very good." You know, oh, really, they're that like hardcore. They know. Hebrew. Oh yeah, like they're from Israel. Like there's, they're hardcore. Like they go there all the time. The one was like in the Israeli army for a few years. Like they're, they're really, they're very wow. Jewish. Oh but yeah, because Heather they're... just, you know. No, Heather, no, no. Heather, I, Heather barely celebrates the holidays. No, they don't know, but they don't know a lot about the Torah. Like you know, the Torah is the Old Testament. So I know the Old Testament pretty well, and I'll be like, so what was Saul's uh, or Lot's wife's name? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And I'll be like, but you're supposed to be Jewish. You're supposed to know this. They're like, I don't know. I don't know these things. I was like, blasphemous. <laughs> but, uh, but I can't wait to tell them about the yarmulke, man. I'm gonna, that's going to be great. It's going to be a trip. I'm really going to like divulge into the character. I need like a fake name, I think, for the ceremony. <laughs> I think Hyman Clarkstein will be the no, name. What is, what, is the, what is Matthew in like Hebrew? It's Matthew. Oh, it's just Matthew? It's Matthew with one T. Matthew, yes. Mattis Yahoo. And I'll just go up to old people and go, eat, eat, you skin and bones. <laughs> Another meatball. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be it. And um, Unleavened bread. The breaking of the glass. Uh, last night during Same. the Super Bowl, obviously, whenever we're together with Heather's family, this, the wedding comes up. Um we were all like, what is the glass that's inside the like pouch that you shatter, yeah. you know, at the end of a, you know, the man has to step on glass. And the guy was like, oh, it's to celebrate. Like back in the day, they used to like back in the way, 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 beginning of the beginning of time, they would shatter glass against the wall to like get away evil spirits. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of like good luck. 
And now it's basically just like as many pieces as the glass shatters, it represents happiness. Or, but now wow. it's like to to teach you that a relationship can be uh, fragile, and you know you need to to handle it with care. It's just such a so. Why are we breaking it? Such a tradition. And but I'm like, no, no, no. Like what is the glass? Like, what's in there? And he's like, oh, we usually use a light bulb. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, really? Great. A light bulb? Great. I'm going to smash. I'm going to double jump it. I'm going to double smash that thing. Yeah. Both both feet. I'm not missing. Light bulb. Wow. Yeah. Because they break easy. They Interesting. Pop. It's somebody's glass eye. They're like, I need that. Oh, but, uh, uh. <laughs> Would someone like to donate a glass eye for John to celebrate? That's exciting, man. So the ceremony is going down. Yamakas are in full effect. The glass breaking is going to be happening. That's exciting. Sweet pics of us and tuxes on the beach. Oh, can't beat it. It's going to be great, man. I can't wait. I'm super stoked. This is the wedding that it's like the wedding of the century, you know? Yeah. You and I grew up together, best friends for a long time. It's, you know, it's weddings usually are like a, a, a chore, you know? You're like, all right, let's just go. We'll go yeah. to the Doylestown Country Club later on and drink shitty <laughs> wine and then we'll throw up in the toilet. But Warm. this one is like a an epic meeting of like, uh, you know, the map of Mordor is like coming together and we're finding yeah, the yeah. peace. And we're... See, if you were in Game of Thrones, I'm like uniting this. It's a uniting of the seven kingdoms. Can't get All enough the houses. Of it. Are you, how deep are you into it? No, but I haven't watched it. No. <laughs> I have to finish this series that I just got into, and then I'm going to commit. Oh, you idiot! You started... I'm watching the juice! Watching the juice! It's just... That's once a week. I have to prepare mentally. <laughs> I do I do crunches before the show, just so I don't throw up from the action. So no. I guess... Th- this this is so silly. We, we were talking about how Biscardi didn't know if he had a DVR, but we didn't say why we're even discussing that. It's we're because... just critical people. Because OJ, the People vs. OJ Simpson, Simpson episode two is on right now, and Biscardi was like, "I don't want to miss it, and I don't think I have DVR." That's why he's not on tonight. That's why we're doing Nerd Thirty Five and not the Podcastle, because we have a, a, a quite a jam packed show, uh, Podcastle show to get to. Eventually, it's, it's really starting to come together with the the task you're just setting up. We're actually covering everything from. Uh, 18th century Elizabethan hardware to uh, Cadillacs in the 70s. I mean, and every year in between. It's it's about a six-week show. And a Saved by the Bell diner and bar based on the TV sitcom to open in Chicago's Wicker Park neighborhood. What? Like the, the Max? Max? Yes. Wow. Hey. What a genius idea. What did you, if that was a walking distance, you'd be there every day, right? Oh, of course. It would be my new spot, even if it sucked, even if the food was terrible. Doesn't matter. I'm here no. about the Max. I just want to check into the Max on Facebook. Saved by the Max is what it's going to be called. Wow. Parody pop-up diner bar. Wow. So it's a Wicker pop-up? Park. Is it like a temporary thing? or June 1st. I don't know. Uh, parody pop-up shop. What does, what does that even mean? Pop-up shops are uh, temporary stores that open in um, – like season, yeah. Like they're like a, the Halloween stores are pop up shops. You know the costumes okay. that come. Usually, ah. if there's an abandoned office space or storefront property, they'll do like a pop up art gallery. So somebody will rent it for like a month. Just you know, uh, the North Pole. Real estate property managers are, are um, 
easy to, you know, if they just have this empty property they're paying for, it, they'll be very quick to be like, yeah, rather than lose money, I'll take $1,000 and you can have it for a month to, you know. You see more of those with with the declination of the economy post two thousand eight. <laughs> I was like, "What are you getting at?" <laughs> it's basically uh, temporary stores of yeah. like abandoned places that are still that not sold. Like, oh, somebody please put some costumes in here for a month and <laughs> please. I had hey, to think please. about it because when y'all said pop up first, and it came to my mind was my motherfucking <laughs> dick. What's going on, Detroit? Full kitchen. <laughs> Gross point. Full kitchen to order some AC sliders, the preppy BLT, Ooh. macaroni and screech, belding fries, Lisa Turtle milkshake, of course, and more from one of our waitress waiters waitresses named Max or Kelly. I'll take it. Done. No, no spano soda, spano spano sausage. And if you use the uh, if you use the, the toilets in there, you get Kelly's chlamydia. <laughs> How about Lisa Turtle these days? Wow, man. Lark. Lark. Jason Lark. Voorhees looks like, you know, Ugh. Jason Voorhees. Right. Nasty. Beautiful. I mean. You know who holds up? Janet Jackson. Still banging. Of course. I met somebody she that looked- saw her, and they said, he said that she was like, the prettiest woman he's ever seen. He's like, everything about her is just put together like she's flawless. Yeah, man. And she even kind of let herself go a little while ago, and then she rallied, and she looks like she did, you know, 20 years ago. She bounced back. She bounced back with that Rolling Stone cover, motherfucker. So, this is an example of uh, the genius broadcasting of Nerd 35, the podcast of how we can go from topics such as why does Biscardi's have a DVR to a Jewish wedding to Lark Voorhees to Chlamydia <laughs> to the Max to, to holidays to movie. It's great. It's all good. Yeah, this was, it's quick. This was kind of an ad hoc Nerd 35 because up until like, you know, 20 minutes before we went on, we found out Biscardi just didn't know that he had a if he had a DVR or what a DVR is or maybe a TiVo. But uh, this is what we can do in 40 minutes with no outline of a show. That's what we do. It's kind of ramble. Hey, I want to do a shameless plug of the uh, merchandise of Nerd35. If you go to Spreadshirt, kingmanproductions.spreadshirt.com. Oh, best dog ever. (laughs) Mac won't leave me alone. uh, We got some cool merchandise in there. We got some cool shirts. And uh, I'm going to actually throw this out there tonight. If you would like to tweet us. With the hashtag Nerd35 to the underscore podcastle. Um, before this Friday, I'm going to throw in a complimentary podcastle shirt. And nice. You can win that to our listeners to show you the appreciation we have for the listenership of the audience at large. <laughs> so whoever tweets us, hashtag Nerd35, gets a free shirt. Correct. They have to tweet the podcastle, not just the hashtag. It has to be. And we'll do a limit of five. Because let's not get ridiculous here. Oh, I thought it was just the first one to do it. Let's do the t- first five. I'll throw in a shirt. Wow. Yeah. What to about like, uh, something else? Like Discord does it five times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The first one will get a shirt. The other four will do some merchandise. Or maybe like a mouse pad. <laughs> the merchandise gets really crappy. It's here's a rubber band that I broke yesterday. Here's a this paper. is crap. <laughs> A rubber band that I broke. This is crap. 
Are you going to watch uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson tonight? Oh, yeah, man. I got that and The Flash still to go tonight. The oh. Flash, they're in Earth 2. Very exciting. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So everything's come together, it sounds like, for the wedding. We have a lot of uh, yeah juicy or- things lining up. Organized, ready. Yeah, June, we got the bachelor party at my brother's house, which no one will give me any details about. Apparently, it's some secret. All I can say is there's a lot of blood and tears. That's, that's it. Of course, it's got to be a secret. Of course, it's got to be a secret. Uh, my sister, actually, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, she has to have surgery Friday on her spine. She has a herniated disc wow. that they, like said, you shouldn't be even, you know, bending over and picking up a pencil. <laughs> It's it's so bad, and like the first doctor just did a bad MRI, so they went to somebody else, and he's like, "You have to have surgery like Friday." Oh my gosh! So, yeah, it's not like a major procedure. It doesn't take very long. It's like she should be recovered in like a day. Uh, I don't know what they yeah. do, but uh, yeah, he's he's dealing with that, and then his dryer washer and dryer leaked, and a huge hole is in the ceiling in his like family room. Oh my gosh! So, and his daughter. Poor guy. His oldest, Riley, uh, was standing in line today at school and just all of a sudden started feeling sick and puked and puked like Aww. on some of her friends. And her friends were like, ew, ew, gross. Aww. And Riley was like, they were all telling me I was gross. And Riley was like, that's because you threw up on them. So just <laughs> laugh at yourself and move on. Good for him. I called uh, him. I'm like, you keeping it together? He's like, yes. Yes. Poor guy. Tell you what, man, that back pain, there's nothing like it. There's it's the worst pain in the world. There's nothing you can do. Brings you can't do anything. Pain. Yeah. It it yeah, it controls every motion of your body. And I remember after driving from Philly when we moved here. Yeah. In the U-Haul truck from Philly to South Carolina, because we made a stop there. Nine hours straight. I got out and started walking and my lower back just twinged and I just fell to my knees. I was oh my like, gosh. I can't stand up. He's seen the light. No, my back hurts. Help me. <laughs> Help me. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here, Mac. Jeez. Mac and cheese. It's all about Mac. All right. I'm sorry, man. I got, we got to cut this short. Uh, We're going to have something else you want to get to. But, yeah, this is just a, a sweet one. No, we can start recording now. Sweet We're loose. one. Oh, okay. Good. So, this is fun. Tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. We'll be back shortly uh, this week with Michael Piscardi. Yeah. And uh, don't forget the offer. Tweet us at the underscore podcast so with hashtag Nerd35, and you will get yourselves a sweet, sweet ass shirt. Beautiful. On behalf of the world, I'm Matthew Clark. I'm Matthew <laughs> Clark saying, Good night, everybody! <laughs> and Godspeed. Bye. Bye.